Today we are rolling the film on 2007's Zodiac. Uh, I am Brian, joined by... My name is Kevin. What's going on? Isaac here. And yeah, today we're talking about Zodiac, so as always, what do we think about it? Was uh, it good? Was it bad? First impressions? First impressions. It was a pretty good movie. Uh... 2007 movie. So. 2007. And it's on Netflix too, so you usually don't expect a lot of. Um, oh no! I just one thing. I just why do you always think that like you always base movies like off of the year? Well, because like, we're date dated. Like how older movies you look at them now and you're like, that looks. But like cheese. I feel like it's MLA for it, you know, like 2007 directed by. Like you just like introduce it that way. I don't know. I, j- I just feel like uh. It's unneeded. It's unneed. It's like not. It's not fair. I I mean, I guess it is. You can judge it on that, but there's a lot of, like, classic films that you wouldn't say, like, oh, it's dated. Oh, it's right, not, right. Yeah. I think he's just... I think we're just pointing it out. Yeah. I don't think it's, like... I don't think it's affecting, like, man, 2007 was a bad year, so this movie was good. Or well, 2007 was a great year. 2007 was a great year. How old were we? I was, like... I think we were in middle 11? school. I was nine. I was nine. Yeah. Wait, what year were you born? 97. Then he'd be one so year younger. No, it would have been then. Oh, yeah. Because my birthday's late. Oh, okay. yeah. I guess. So you're nine. All right, well. No, you're, you're 10. We're 11. Jesus. Well, yeah. Well, if that tells you anything. So, well, we're, we're trying to... We're, we're not watching the films together. We just watch them separately. So, a lot of the films that we're going to mention in future podcasts, you can just find on Netflix. So, if you ever... Uh, think our conversation is inter- interesting and you want to take a look for yourself you can find it on netflix or we might do amazon prime too so yeah um i i like the movie a lot uh isaac we were looking through netflix and isaac saw it and he recommended it and i thought it was i was like yeah yeah david fincher's a pretty good guy right i like fight club yeah. so i was like hey why mark not ruffalo mark uh, ruffalo jake gyllenhaal jake gyllenhaal uh, robert, robert downey, downey. Yeah, so, this is like pre-Iron Man, Robert Downey. Like one year before, right? Yeah, yeah. a year before. So yeah, he's always playing alcoholics. Well, he was an alcoholic. Yeah, but, so he you feel like he's not acting too. Yeah, <laughs> he's I not think, acting. I think he's, it's natural. He's getting that uh, motivation <laughs> through experience. <laughs> yeah, like, he I gets typecasted for it. Like they always like put him like, alcoholic character. Let's get Downey. Let's get Downey. Call him in. It could be. He's pretty <laughs> good at it. You guys see um, you see him on um. Charlie Bartlett? Yeah. He's pretty good in that. Yeah. He's an alcoholic there. Comes naturally to him. Comes naturally. <laughs> I think he was actually drunk that, and, and during that film. He might, I remember I was watching an interview with him and he was saying like he was done with independent films after that because like he has to put so much more effort into marketing it than um, than a studio film. More pressure's on him than, than uh, like the production cast. Uh. Which I kind of I kind of see. But I feel like it's not it's not that big of a complaint. I, I like, don't think it's that big a deal. Yeah. Because yeah. an independent film is supposed to be more like a passion piece for most actors, so they enjoy it, I think. Yeah, so maybe it was like, I don't know. Maybe, I guess he, maybe it's spoiled or something. Because he's, he's been in Hollywood since he was like in his teens, right? Yeah, it's really, he likes being like in those like big blockbuster films. And I mean, it makes it pay. Did you guys see him in, a, what was it, Civil War, like when they like de-aged him? No, I hadn't seen him. No? No. You guys seen that movie? I've never seen that. Nope. Maybe that's there's, another movie to add. There's an, that's, an, that's also on Netflix, so we might, we might take a look at that. But um, there's, a, there's a scene where he's... Uh, 
it like recreates his youth where he's talking to his dad. He's supposed to be like a projection or whatever. And yeah, they like de-age him and it looked really realistic. It oh, looked shit. like eighties Downey. That's insane. Yeah, technology's crazy. But uh I like Downey a lot. Um you you were kinda hating on Ruffalo last podcast, right? Yeah, he what was. You, he was throwing it. So uh, what'd you think of him in this? He was he's good. I just as far as I don't You don't like him as whole. He's not he doesn't have a really big personality in the Avengers. I don't know. I don't understand why he gets a lot of love. Mm. That's the thing. I think maybe it's just, it's just contrast with Tony. Yeah, I, I love yeah. I love like him as like a, an actor. Like he's been in a lot of good films, mm-hmm. but I just don't think he's like that great of like a Hulk. Okay. But maybe that's just the character. So you think in here he's good? Yeah, he's great. Like in uh, like character pieces. Yeah. Don't mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. <sighs> So, duh, 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 duh. so this movie is very interesting in the fact that it moves perspectives all the time, right? Yep. At the beginning, you focus on the Zodiac, then it goes on to focus on like the the right. widespread with the the Chronicle. It moves on to a detective story with Ruffalo, and then it goes back to being a character piece with with Hall. So, Jill what do Hall. we think about all these perspectives? Does it work? Is it too fast? Is it paced well? That was uh, pretty good, pretty well done with uh, all the facts since it was an actual, uh, it was actually, it actually happened in the 70s. And so they used the information they had from all the actual characters or the people that it was inspired by and it based around their stories too. So I thought that was a pretty good seeing as to how one case can change a person like with uh, Ruffalo's character being heavily invested into it, and then so with um, Gyllenhaal's character also being, like, very, very motivated to try to find the killer, and it led to his, his uh, second wife, or, yeah, second wife, yeah, right, we second assume. Wife. And, yeah, it led to his second wife leaving him, too, so very, it consumed him, basically, so it was very, very informative and very well done. What did you think, Isaac? Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was, like, like really great. Like, even though it was a long film, it always kept you interested. It yeah, had, uh, it like, the, the tension was just really uh, high throughout. And it was just... Did it feel long to you? It didn't, it did not feel long. Like, I, no, it, honestly, it did feel long, but I didn't mind it. Like, I really wanted it to go on longer, but I don't, you can't really add much it else. It felt really long for me. Yeah, it felt I felt long, was, but I enjoyed. I was watching it at work. <laughs> so how is that possible? Uh, so we're not busy recently, and so I was watching most of it at work. But I have so my like six-hour to... shift. I only got through half of the movie. That's how. Yeah. So customers came in and ruined it. Yeah. Is so so yeah. why don't you just kick him out? Yeah, I know. I could. I should have done yeah, that. Come on, dude. It was ruining the experience because then you try yeah, to get immersed, and like then that. you're like. Oh damn! What what do you want now? But aside from that, it was it was pretty long, and it was. But I mean, it kept you invested into it. Like it was two hours and forty seven minutes, I think, and it still managed to keep you entertained throughout that whole time. I remember when Isaac picked it. Brian looked it up, and he's he pointed that out to us that it was a, it had a really long runtime. And then we were kind of discouraged by it and trying to look for other projects. But we had, we just decided that we'd do Zodiac. It, just, it sounded like the most interesting one at the time. And I think it was a good decision. I didn't. 
when I was watching it, I didn't really feel that it was long, but like I was, I was so interested by the story. My brother comes in halfway through the movie and he leaves for like 20 minutes and he comes back and he just gets, he gets sucked in into it right away. And he was watching it and I think like an hour passed by or something. And he's like, wait, this movie's still not over? Like, did you just start it when, when I came home? I was like, no, it was, it was like a good hour into it. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was such a great uh, piece that he didn't, that I didn't, I didn't notice the time by, go by. But I think that the film just, it just it's a natural flow of events where, mm. like, I, I broke it down. And I think it makes sense for, for each of it, for the narrative to flow in that direction because I feel like Gyllenhaal's character isn't really the main character until that until the last the piece last where it becomes a, a character study. I think we see some events through his eyes because he takes on the perspective of the viewer where he is so um, he's awestruck by by this uh, by this murderer, right? Also, because uh, he is there for Paul Avery, which right. was uh, Downey's character, which. Right, Basically a- gets... Ivory knows everything, and we yeah. don't. So we're we get sucked in, and we want to know more. Yeah, and we get into his role, and he's he's constantly learning. So we constantly learn from him. And what I like about that sort of um, that perspective is that it never feels forced. What I hate a lot about in stories or in writing is that there's just all this unnecessary exposition being dumped on us. Yeah, when like... it feels naturalistic, it's perfect. When it doesn't, when it's being forced upon us, I can tell. Like the writer wants to force his ideas down the yeah. down the reader's throat or yeah. the viewer's throat. Yeah, but this to... way, it's like, hey, this is the story. We're looking at his eyes, and his eyes are a curious pair of eyes. So he's always researching. And then by the time he gets so to Ruffalo... we learn with him yeah, as well. Of course, well, so. yeah. And by the time we get to Ruffalo, we have a lot of um, information already. We have a, a knowledge of what's going on. So we go from a general perspective to... Uh, a focused specialized one with Ruffalo where he's just all by the books, all by the numbers. There's a scene later on where they're talking in the, in the, the diner and he's, and uh, John Hall gives him a bunch of evidence and Ruffalo tells him, but what oh, can we, I use? Yeah. Cause, uh, is this closer to the mm-hmm. end, right? Where, uh, yeah. after, Ruff, uh, Gyllenhaal knocks at Ruffalo's door. Yeah, uh, like in, in the, the rain. Room, in the rain, and he's like, "What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> is he really at my house?" Yeah, I'm gonna shoot him. Yeah, and then uh, he brings up the fact that it was uh, Lee Allen. Yeah. And uh, Ruffalo's character was like, "How do you know that name?" And that's basically how they get to that uh, diner diner area. But. But yeah, so in that in that exchange, he tells them. I, I, I can't do anything with this. I need numbers. I need facts. I need something to lock him up. Yeah, you need and proof, I, evidence. So I think from that, we we get a lot of more uh, uh, details that we wouldn't get from from Joan Hall's perspective because it's very, um, I guess it's very uh, personal. No, not personal, but I guess it's information that the public doesn't have, doesn't can't hold on to. And... Uh, I really, I really enjoyed that that ride with Ruffalo too. I think that was a high paced ride. And then we were talking about this before the podcast, but the scariest scene, the one I liked a lot, was the, the attic scene <laughs> of John. Basement, basement. The basement, basement. Sorry, sorry. So yeah, that was as I was saying before, it was a pretty spooky movie. And yeah. I think that that was a pretty spooky scene. That was a really good scene, though. Yeah, like, that was the terrifying. way that they made it like so ominous, and it was really well done. Yeah, I thought he was dead. I think it was he was I like straight was... out of a, of a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, especially because uh, um, 
He tells the I forgot who he was visiting, but he tells him. It was a projectionist. Yeah, he tells the projectionist. He's like, "Oh, we know it's we know it's uh I think his name was Rick. Yeah, yeah, yeah we know it's Rick yeah. because of the handwriting." And then that's when the projectionist was like, "I write those posters myself." That just like <laughs> threw. Oh, that just yeah. gave a curveball. And yeah, I was like, "Oh damn!" Yeah. And then when he asked him to go uh, to the basement with him. That's when it turned a little bit spooky. Yeah, it's definitely. like, whoa, what are we gonna expect from this? That whole scene, my brother just kept turning him, and he was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah. And he kept, and he goes downstairs like, "Oh shit!" And then the water and everything, <laughs> yeah. asking if he was alone in the house. And he shows him like a, uh, he's like hiding behind something, and yeah, the he's basement. trying to find the yeah. uh, the records. My brother, like, he touches him, he's like. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was funny. That's, that was, I think that was. That was really... I thought he was dead, dude. Yeah, I, I thought that was gonna be the no end of way. it. But obviously, well, is there were there like any scenes that stood out to you guys other than that one? Um. Yeah, definitely the the Lee Allen interview with all the detectives where they they break it. All the evidence is there. He has the boots. He has the watch. He has the watch too. The, the watch. watch. The Zodiac, Zodiac, Zodiac watch. watch. And they're like, the, wow. The knife too. That somehow blood on the knife. It's oh yeah, blood. the chicken the, blood. I was like, they got him. They got him. He's ambidextrous yeah. and everything. Yeah, I was like, come on, man. this is it. This is it. And I was, um, yeah, I don't know how they, they let it go. I mean, they explain it, but they didn't. Just they didn't have enough evidence, and it was a. Uh, but it, it ended up being him, right? Well, That's what they leaned they towards. They leaned towards him because he died of a heart attack. Before about, they could, like, Yeah, get before they actually out. could find him, mm. find out. And then... And the, so, but at the end of the film, didn't the guy, like, ID him? Like, he picked him out and was like, oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. then that still... It was 22 years after yeah. that so it's incident. Not strong enough. So mm. they, it, they could say that he was the closest uh, match, but not... Yeah. But I thought that was really interesting, though. The way that the Zodiac brutally killed the woman but then the men somewhat just like tortured and then most of the men really survived yeah that's so that's insane but yeah they do say that um or it did say at the end of the movie that most of the counties still have an open case oh yeah, yeah. so that that's pretty interesting it's <laughs> crazy huh and then lee allen is the only one that's uh the suspect but he's, he's dead yeah the closest one yeah so pretty cool crazy so. I think the scene that like like just freaked me out the most was the one where like the the like the couple they're at like the lake I think yeah you know, the, the, one be- the opening scene right no no, 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 no. he's talking about the one where the they second were murder, or... the the nice couple yeah the, like the guy had glasses on yeah where he was uh he walks up to him and he's like uh, all black yeah he's all black he has yeah, like, yeah, the, like the a symbol on opposite yeah. clansman yeah yeah negative clansman yeah yeah <laughs> and he has that uh zodiac symbol he's got the zodiac symbol on. And he just asked for the car, the keys and, and the, then, the wallet. Like when he stabs them in the back, like that's just like oh, that oh, just that, like, chills down my spine. Yeah, it's and disturbing. then not only that, the woman's uh, he stabs her in the back and the front. And he just yeah. like stabs her a lot. And the screaming, oh man. But, I think the one, that, but I think the basement scene is the spookiest one, just because it's a uh, uh, more is less, you know. Where you're really scared by not knowing what's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, and but, it wasn't like a cliche kind of like spooky. Like how they do with the, the they try to like make the music sound. Eerie. Right, there's no like uh, false scares or anything. Yeah, oh, but I like the the baby one, the the one on the highway, where oh, the, oh, the, the lady. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a there's a lady who uh, 
I think she's being followed by the guy. Yeah, she's being followed by Zodiac. And she, she like turns to the. He to honks the side. at her. Yeah. To get her attention. And I was and I was like, oh my god, this is this is this is over already. Yeah. And then uh, he's like, no, let me help you. Your tires don't work. She's like, oh yeah, sure, fix my tires. I was like, what? Why see, would you let him touch your tires? No, see, at first I thought that, because uh, you know how she looks over and sees her baby? Yeah. I thought that he also noticed that her baby was there. And so yeah. he's like, I don't want to kill like a baby and a mother. Yeah. So, so he walks away. Like, yeah, hey, I thought that's shoot. why he... I that's thought what that's, I thought so too. I thought it was done. That was it. He was yeah. going to leave him alone. And then he, she starts going and then uh, the tire falls out or, it like was, it's, yeah. or it's flat or whatever. And so she pulls to the side again, and he pulls to the side. He's like, oh, your time must be really bad. Let me take, let me drive you to the nearest uh, gas station. Yeah. And she, she pulls out, she, she gets out with the baby. And when he's driving her, he says, uh, I didn't know you had a baby with, me, with you. She's like, oh, does it matter? And then they pass another, they pass the pump station. She says, hey, you passed the pump station. He's like, no. No, that one's closed. closed. Yeah. And then eventually he tells her, before I kill you, I'm going to throw your baby out the window. But I was surprised because they cut. They they cut right away to her on the on the freeway and she's screaming. Yeah, they the didn't, baby died. Yeah, yeah, they didn't show a lot. That but the baby scene. does survive. Like yeah. she hit now the you, baby in case you don't it came see back. it though. You hear it's crying, so you know it's alive. But the yeah. people who see it like are really shocked. So Wait, maybe, did it? I just remember that she was standing there calling for help. Oh, and, and no, but and she then, goes back and grabs yeah, and the then baby she goes bushes. back and then the baby crying. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty surprising. Yeah, yeah, a strong baby, nuclear I mean, baby. Nuclear baby. I wouldn't have survived that. I would have died. I would have like, died right now. Like right now, at this age, <laughs> dude. I would have. Uh, um, I really thought mm-hmm. that the beginning, uh, like the very introduction of the Zodiac, was really well done. Just like a creeper just parks right behind him, and then goes away, and then comes back, and it's just like, boom, shot. Mm-hmm. This is just one and done. So. Yeah, I thought it was weird because the guy, the, the the guy initially survived it. Yeah. I thought it was like, man, what is. I thought he failed, but no. Later on, you find you see, you see that he he likes to kill women more. Yeah, so that was odd. So yeah, at first you would think that with um, the guy surviving, you he'd easily be able to ID him, and you'd find out who killed, who killed the girl, and that'd be it. But no, it didn't happen that way. So crazy. So in our first podcast. Isaac was pra- praising Jake Gyllenhaal. Do you remember that? Yeah. You're saying he's going to win an Oscar? That's my guy, yeah. So uh, let's talk about Jake Gyllenhaal in this movie. Let's talk is about this, Is this... Could he have won an Oscar for this? Uh, I don't think so. You don't think so? I think it was still a little too early on in his career. He's still... And his he didn't play a big part in this film. Until the end, yeah. Until the very end, of course. I don't think this was Oscar worthy, but he but, had a great performance. But you're saying he's, like, he deserves one. Like, he's just going to get one one day because yeah. he's done so much good work. Yes, definitely. So you think this is going to be one, one yeah. of those that you remember? Yeah, this is one. Of, yeah, definitely. It's a it's a great performance. Not his best performance, but a great one. What's his best performance? I want to say... I think Prisoners is my favorite performance. You keep mentioning that movie, but we haven't seen it. We need to do that. That might be on the next one. I don't, is it on Netflix? Uh, I, I'm not completely sure. I don't think it's on Netflix, guys. But when it is, you might see it on the podcast. Definitely. Um, what did you like about his performance? In this one? Yeah. Just, like, how, how like, obsessed he becomes with the whole Zodiac thing. Like, from the beginning, he's, like, starting off as a cartoonist, like, minding his own business. And then as it goes on, he's, like, more progressively gets, like, obsessed with this. And then he, like, 
basically doesn't really care about his family as much anymore. He's more focused on doing this. He gets fired from his job because he's doing this. I thought, yeah. And then just even his look changes after a while. Yeah. yeah. And he was a cartoonist. He had nothing to do with it. Yeah, too. he had nothing to do with it. But yeah. I think what I like about it is that they they, I think it's easy, to um, to think that the Zodiac cons- is an all-consuming force in this world because that's that's literally the title of the film. But later on, like the third act, there uh, I think Ruffalo breaks it down to him like there's like. Zodiac killed this amount of people. This year alone, 200 homicides were committed in San Francisco. Yeah, they were more... He only killed, I think, within three months or so. Right. He didn't kill as many people as, like, an accident or something. Right. So he was saying, like, he didn't do much. Like, he didn't really kill many people compared to what has happened outside of him. So I like that acknowledgement, which makes John Hall seem all the more obsessive over something that isn't... It isn't all-consuming. At a time, it... It was all in the media, and I think that that it made sense for us uh, t- as an audience to be introduced to the Zodiac that way, and see uh, Jake Jake's um, interest and curiosity grow, and you, you could become impressed by it. But after a while, like it become you like you said, it becomes obsessive. It, it piles up. There's no need for it anymore because because when the Ruffalo story takes over, we feel that he should be on top of it. I mean, didn't they say that, um, wouldn't you say that Ruffalo's character also got obsessed with it, too? Cause, um, I mean, they, it was his case, so it was his job. Yeah, and they did mention that he did write a couple letters out himself to the police station, so that way they can think it was the Zodiac's letters. So that's why he got they, dismissed from didn't that. Didn't he get framed for that? They just uh, thought it was Yeah, him? he was framed for yeah, that. Yeah, so that's So he's like, he didn't do it. Did he? No. But that was, um... He didn't actually do it. Like he just. They I forgot just, what it said at the end, but they were talking about something like he managed to. He just left the force or something. I think it was his partner, right? Well, his partner did leave, but it did say something about him, like yeah, leaving. him leaving after the. I end. mean, I don't feel it was it was too much because it was his job, and then. Yeah, it was his job, so it's his duty to do it, and it was all over the media, so people are gonna be on him. More. Like if some. If some gang member gets shot, obviously his family's going to grief and they're going to be like, hey, yo, like, you should do something about this and he's got to do it. But if it's a 24-hour media frenzy where he's threatening school buses and stuff, like, obviously he's got to be on top of it. And it was a whole ordeal across multiple counties. So it's an, it's an even bigger, it's a bigger event to take up. And it probably just took up his curiosity. So I don't feel like he... He overstepped any boundaries. I think he did a good job as a police officer, especially after the case was closed. Like, he just sat down with Jill and Han. He was kind of dismissive at first, but eventually he kind of opens up. He gives him some details, and so do the rest of, of the officers that he meets in the other county. So mm-hmm. I feel like he doesn't he doesn't step any boundaries. Yeah. yeah. He does the... <clears throat> I'm not supposed to tell you this, but if you're going to go see someone, don't see this person. And the, the rest of the county does it, too. Yeah. I mean, the re- the other counties do it. Like, everyone from the other counties are like, you should not see this person if you need this information. But, yeah. So, what else do we think? Set of thoughts? It was, a, it was a pretty good movie. I was really surprised by it. Um, I think it's an it's a it's a good addition to Finch Finch's uh, filmography. 
Mm. I'm kind of embarrassed I didn't watch it before, so very proud. Yeah, it's a good addition. It's, it's good. Really it's a good, good movie to watch. So you guys Netflix. have time. You got like two and a half hours, three hours to spare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can watch Zodiac. It's kind of spooky. Bring some friends along. It's a it's nice a, mystery. Definitely. Um, you could read the book, but who wants to be smart nowadays? Just watch the movie. Who wants to read the book? Yeah, it's ignorance is bliss. Bro. Everyone waits for the movies. Come on, bro. Yeah, you don't need it. Um, so, you can expect another episode next week. We have yet to decide what film it'll be on. Um, we are starting up production again. We ha- we What we plan to do is to have like a... You know our own productions and just discuss movies on the side because we all like to make movies. So we had a we had a short film before, which kind of fell fell through. I thought it was a pretty good idea. It was a good idea. It was just that scheduling scheduling conflicts. We we all have different lives, and then we have to involve actors and stuff. And I I thought it would be kind of cool. I came up with an idea for a, a film centered around a child. I think what works about that sort of idea is that a child doesn't require that many lines. So then it's more scenery. You don't have to get the child to work so much. I We we uh, we casted one of my family members. He was, he was a pretty good actor. We took some photos of him, promotional photos, and he's a really good kid. It just didn't work out. So now we're moving on to the next project. So as soon as we're done with this pro- podcast, we'll, we'll go into that. And hopefully you guys can watch that when it's out. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we'll, trying to... We're trying to get into the Instagram game. Trying to get in the Instagram game. Yeah, we're going to open, open up social media for you guys to follow so you can... We got YouTube. YouTube, so we're going to try and put uh, our podcast up there too because apparently it costs money to put stuff on iTunes and all the other things. And uh, Let's be honest, we don't all have that much money. Like We're sitting around one mic. <laughs> if you watch Joe Rogan's podcast, they all have like a nice desk and they have all those yeah. extension... Like four, yeah, like other high production uh, podcasts. They, they hire out a studio where... They have soundboards and everything. Yeah. It's a nice garage, though. It's a lot of food. He doesn't want to share any snacks, though. Well, I mean, it's for the plague. <laughs> so, yeah, you can follow us. Eventually, when we create it, you'll get updates on our podcast and um, production stuff and behind the scenes. On our YouTube, we also expect to upload the final project and all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Just us messing around Just us during messing productions. Around. Mostly going out to eat after, because that's how we reward ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going out to eat and then just... Usually get vegan food. <laughs> yeah. I bet, I bet if we save that money and put it into the podcasting hosting services, we'd have our stuff on iTunes. But you know what? Food is better. Food is a good investment. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with food. Food yeah. is life. Food, food is, is good. good. Food is for sure going to give us satisfaction. I know that. Yeah. I like food. Yeah. What do you guys think? Food's good. Food? I heard food. Thanks, guys. <laughs> okay. I heard it too. So yeah, uh, be sure to tune in next week, and um, it's it's been fun. My name is Kevin. I'm accompanied by Brian and Isaac. Isaac, there you go. <laughs> that's that's it's a little late there. Almost forgot my name. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we're done rolling the film. We're done rolling the film. We'll see you guys next week. Just gotta click the old done button. Uh, Dope.